0: day 172 of shaped by the word season two the drama of scripture Uh, we move uh, from second samuel into first kings Uh, in the ancient scrolls these these books ran together as a as a complete collection Uh, for us they're divided into one and two samuel and uh, one and two kings story of kings is the transition from you know david to solomon and of course the uh, the picture of this will be you know in, in a sense the fulfillment of David, the Davidic covenant, but disappointment in the Davidic family, uh, how the kingdom will be divided, and how uh, the kings that reign on the throne will um, have spotty results at best in Judah they'll completely be alienated from God when the kingdom divides into uh, you know in Israel or or the northern or the northern kingdom so we we see a story that is uh you know, waiting for ultimate fulfillment uh, and waiting for ultimate fulfillment in Christ. Uh, as we continue, it's almost a seamless move from, uh, you know, 2 Samuel, uh, where David has just been judged for putting his eyes on the vastness of his kingdom and the kingdom has paid a huge price to receive the internal intrigue once again in David's family as uh, David's son vie for power and uh, vie for the throne and the ultimate inc- outcome of that so uh we pick up in uh first kings you know chapter one Uh, before we do david why don't uh, you uh lead us in prayer Mm -hmm. as we offer ourselves in the moment to our
1: lord let's pray father we're reminded as we as we look to your words we look to the scriptures and we see that not only is all of the scriptures fulfilled in christ but we know we are fulfilled in Christ as well so if we uh, we ask your forgiveness for the times we seek we have sought fulfillment in in lesser things and we've turned um, to the things of this world um, to fill us when rather we turn to you and so father now as we look at your scriptures may you do that deep work of renewing and restoring our affections for you Um, give us a, a deep desire to be your people here in this time, in this place, um, for your glory and for our joy. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. First
0: Kings chapter 1. When David was very old, he could not keep warm, uh, even when they put covers over him. So his attendant said to him, Let us look for a young virgin to serve the king and take care of him. She can lie beside him so that our Lord the king may keep warm. And then they searched throughout Israel for a beautiful young woman and found Abishagah, a Shemanite, and brought her to the king. The woman was very beautiful. She took care of the king and waited on him, but the king had no sexual relations with her. Now Adonijah, whose mother was Haggath, put himself forward and said, I will be king. So he got chariots and horses ready and 50 men to run ahead of him. His father had never rebuked him by asking, why do you behave as you do? He was also very handsome and was born next after Absalom. Adonijah conferred with Joab, son of Zeruiah, and with Abiathar the priest, and they gave him their support. But Zadok the priest, Benaiah son of Jehoiada, Nathan the prophet, Shemaiah, and Rei, and David's special guard did not join Adonijah. Adonijah then sacrificed sheep and cattle and fattened calves at the stone of Zoeleth near Enrogel. He invited all of his brothers, the king's sons, and all the royal officials of Judah But he did not invite Nathan the prophet or Benaiah or the special guard or his brother Solomon. Then Nathan asked Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, Have you not heard that Adonijah the son of Haggath has become king, and our Lord David knows nothing about it? Now then, let me advise you on how you can save your own life and the life of your son Solomon. Go into King David and say to him, My lord the king, did you not swear to me your servant? Surely Solomon your son shall be king after me, and he will sit on my throne. Why then has Adonijah become king? While you were still there talking uh, to the king, I will come in and add my words to what you have said. So Bathsheba went in to see the aged king in his room where Abishag the Shemanite was attending him. Bathsheba bowed down, prostrating herself before the king. What is it you want? the king asked. She said to him, My lord, you yourself swore to me, your servant, by the Lord your God, Solomon your son, shall be king after me, and he will sit on my throne. But now Adonijah has become king. And you, my lord, the king, did not know about it. He has sacrificed great numbers of cattle, fat calves, and sheep, and has invited all the king's sons, Abiathar the priest, and Joab the commander of the army, Uh, but he has not invited Solomon your servant. My lord, the king, the eyes of all Israel on you to learn from you, who will sit on the throne of my lord, the king, after him? Otherwise, as soon as my lord, the king, is laid to rest with his ancestors, I and my son will be treated as criminals." While she was still speaking with the king, Nathan the prophet arrived, and the king was told, Nathan the prophet is here. So he went before the king and bowed his face down to the ground. Nathan said, Have you, my lord the king, declared that Adonijah shall be king after you, and that he will sit on your throne? Today he has gone down and sacrificed great numbers of cattle and fattened calves and sheep. He has invited all the king's sons, the commanders of the army, and Abiathar the priest. Right now they are eating and drinking with him and saying, Long live King Adonijah, but me, your servant, and Zadok the priest, and Maniah, son of Joida and your servant Solomon, he did not invite. Is this something my lord the king has done without letting his servants know who to sit on the throne, my lord the king, after him? Then King David said, Call in Bathsheba. So she came into the king's presence and stood before him. The king then took an oath, As surely as the Lord lives, who has delivered me out of every trouble, I will surely carry out this very day what I swore to you by the Lord, the God of Israel. Solomon, your son, shall be king after me, and he will sit on my throne in my place. Then Bathsheba bowed down with her face to the ground, prostrating herself before, and I've gone into tomorrow's reading, have I not? Yes. Yeah, or seven twenty-seven. Yeah, so uh, that's just a little prelude into uh, tomorrow's, <laughs> and we hope you'll join us uh, when uh, David actually makes Solomon king. But we should have uh, stopped uh, with uh, with Nathan asking if Adonizer was really the one to be the king. Sometimes you just start reading Scripture and you cannot stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have uh we have a palace intrigue. And uh, we've already had Absalom, you know, trying to take, you know, to take the key role. It, it naturally might have fallen to him as the firstborn, you know, of David. Uh, and then we also have now we have Adonijah. He reminds us somewhat of Absalom because he is a, a handsome young man. And, and you also see probably the first insight into you know David's family that uh, David never questioned anything Adonijah did. Probably never questioned anything that Absalom did. Uh, and and so you have a pattern that's repeated in uh you have you know, this this constant uh, ceremony that takes place whenever somebody wants to be king. The first thing you need is fifty men to run in front of your chariot, and so <laughs> yeah. you got fifty men to run Absolutely. in front of this chariot, <laughs> and uh, then you offer sacrifices and hold a big you know ceremony, a self congratulatory ceremony, and that's exactly what Adonijah has done.
1: I think it's just kind of humorous as well that you know his father, speaking of David, had never rebuked him by saying, "Why do you behave as you do?" <laughs> you know, like. And just, you know, I've got some kids and obviously that thought goes through my head all the time. How many kids do you have, David? Three. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Seems like so much Why do you more. behave as you do? And, and obviously, I'm ridiculous as well, but yeah. it's just funny that yeah. you know he, he never asked that question. You know, apparently, we need to be... A question I, to,
0: the, the question yeah. I was asked all the time is, son, what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a question that David asked. And, and a big tragedy. And we've seen this. You know, this is... This is not isolated to David. We've seen it you know, in Eli and his sons. We've seen it in Samuel and his sons. And, and of course, uh, Samuel's son's behavior disqualified him from continuing to be a judge over Israel and led to the calling of the king. But the king's sons are every bit as disappointing as uh, uh, Eli's sons and Samuel's sons. And it's sad to see men who are otherwise, people who have a heart for God missing, uh, that part of Deuteronomy that says, you know, these commands are be upon your heart. Uh, you're to impress them, you know, on your children. You are talk about them when you rise up and when you walk in the way. And, and so the the passing on of a infectious, uh, you know, faith to the next generation has been a failure of many of the men men of God, and, and a real cautionary tale for us.
2: We talked about. You know, as we've been kind of walking through the story together, this this reversal a lot of times where, you know, it's the younger who, you mm-hmm. know, God appoints over the older, or, you know, you see these mm-hmm. things happening. And even here, I mean, by all kind of know, common sense standards, you earthly standards, like it, it seems like this, he would be, you know, mm-hmm. Adonijah would be the next king. I mean, he is the next in line after Absalom. Mm-hmm. He is the one who... Has kind of all the things put together. Even if you're looking, I mean, at this point, it just it seems like king after king is noted for, you know, their stature, the way they look, they have the appearance. He's in line. A repeated theme. And, and, and you know, how yet, the world
0: how the world looks at a king versus how God looks at a yeah. king.
2: And and that's exactly yeah. what we're starting to kind of see unfold wow. is the expectation is, and even reading it is, sure, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. And yet, the Lord has yeah. it.
0: And, and you wonder why. You know why David made this. You know, made this oath. You know to Bathsheba. Of course, this is the woman who was Uriah's wife, who he saw, you know, bathing on the roof. Took her, you know, to uh, you know, be his own. You know, not really as his wife, but for just an evening of of pleasure. And then uh, tried to mask the fact that she was pregnant and had her husband, you know, killed. And so there's. she was. A, she was a, a, a late addition. You know to uh, uh, to David's wives. And uh, certainly, there may have been that whole element of guilt in him making this promise, or uh, you know, to her in the position that she has. And also, it may have been you know a part of why you know uh, Solomon and Bathsheba were left out of the celebration of the other king's sons. They may have seen that, you know, with a bit of jealousy and with a bit of suspicion, you know, as well as they knew what was going on in the in, in their father's house. Mm-hmm.
1: There's just a little statement from, you know, Adonijah, which even if we don't want to admit to, I think we can all, if we search our hearts, we, we know like his little statement, I will be king, you know, like he wants to rule and, and he wants maybe the power or the prestige. And, you know, I look at him there and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? But man, I know even in my own heart at times, I, I want to rule and even over just such smaller things and even this kingdom here. But you know, we get a little taste of power, or the enticement of of, of, of ruling, and, and we often prop ourselves up to kind of be a little king in our own little kingdom, which obviously the scriptures would speak against and would invite us to not be kings ourselves, but to be in service to the yeah. true and proper yeah, I king. think it was
0: attributed to Caesar. I'd say I would rather be first in the furthest outpost of Rome than second in the city of Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I love, you know, one of my favorite, uh, you know, poets, uh, you know, Christian poets. You know, described us. He said we're all like foolish puppets who, desiring to be king, lay dead and sadly crippled after cutting our own strings, mm-hmm. and uh, we elevate ourselves, you know, to our, you know, to our detriment because we have a, a, a true king, mm-hmm. you know, who is deserving. You know of our loyalty, and who receives us with grace, he gives far more to us than he takes from us. so we've already uh, bled a little bit into you know tomorrow's uh, in a tomorrow's episode uh, as we continue the palace entry uh, and uh, the decline of David and the rise of Solomon that we find in first in kings. Uh, Matt, you mind closing us for the word of prayer? Yeah, let's
2: pray, Father. We thank you um, for your for your word. Thank you for time in it together, uh, Father. We're, we are reminded that we have a, a true King, a righteous King, one who rules and reigns over all things. And and Father, we confess that we do at times, uh-huh. too many times, desire to be our own kings, to desire to, to do our own things, to live in our own kingdoms. Yeah, I mean, so, Father, would we we hear the words uh, of Jesus and seek first the kingdom of God and, and His righteousness, uh, Father. Would, would that be uh, our heartbeat? Um, we are Your people. Um, we desire You and and desire um, the things You desire. Um, so, God, cultivate that in us. Create that in us by Your Spirit. And um, thank You that You're gracious to do so, um, Father. We ask um, for Your grace today as we live as Your people. Uh, Father, be with us in
1: Christ let me pray. Mm-hmm.